Welcome to another episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. I'd like to take a minute to welcome the many listeners that hail from the U.S., U.K., and the 10 states and 12 cities of India. India, I'd like to hear from you. What are your interests of the weird? Email us, email us at alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. All of our contact info at the Alien Probe Podcast on Facebook. Oh, excuse me. All of our info is on Alien Probe Podcast on Facebook. Let's chat about what you guys have experienced or think about the topics out there. All correspondence is completely confidential. If you don't want it on the podcast but want to chat, simply note it in the email. Today, it's who was John Teeter. I'm joined today by fellow Anything Weird is Cool guy, Kevin. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Tell us how you came about the John Teeter story. Well, several years ago, in, in uh, around 2000, um, I heard about uh, uh, some postings by uh, this John Teeter who had posted some things on a, um, uh, a email uh, chat room that said something about he was a time traveler. He had come back to 1975 to obtain a computer, which was the IBM 5100. And uh, from my understanding, it had some interesting um, uh, programs, did it, Doug? Yes, it did. It had the legacy. And as I understand it, it had a couple of different programs. Um, one was the, it had what was called the legacy program, which is the program that the typical user would, would uh, use. And there was also an, kind of an upgrade in the uh, system of the 5100 that IBM really didn't want anybody to know about. Well, they will want very few people to know about. Your average consumer wouldn't know. Uh, the unit itself called, and in, um, it was $19,500, and back in the day, that was a substantial about, uh, amount of money. Absolutely. So it's my understanding that he came back to get this particular computer because there was a war. He came back from the year 2034. He's actually a soldier, according to him. And he came back to obtain this computer because there was that, even though it was archaic technology for their time and even ours nowadays, it um, it was the components they needed to reboot the computers of the future. And because of the simplicity of, of the computer and not being affected by the EMPs of the time of this war, um, he needed to bring these uh, components back to the future. Right. So um, another reason he came back, I think, was to get photographs of um, himself that he lost in the war. I don't know if you heard about that story. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, there was also photographs. And then how did he, um, how did this come about? How did, how did we hear about? Well, it, well, I, what, Mr. How, Teeter. I, how, how, did, how I heard from Teeter uh, about his story was from the Coast to Coast radio broadcast with Art Bell. And um, I was, I'm a big fan of uh, Mr. Bell, and, and I was very sorry to hear that he passed some time ago. But it caught my attention because um, of his, uh, his predictions, uh, Teeter's predictions. It was uh, He put random posts on this um, bulletin board, an electronic bulletin board, that indicated the things that were going to happen in the future, and that he was sent back to prevent those things from happening. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, I think what... Uh, um, what fascinated me most about it is that, not necessarily his predictions, because that could go either way, was the fact that uh, he seemed pretty down to earth. Um, he would do some of the things that I'd want to do if I went back in time, where he, he did his mission, but he also wanted to find his family. Right. And his family, from my understanding, lived in Florida. And uh, he actually made contact with them and his younger self, which was interesting to me. So. To kind of get a timeline going, I guess in 1998, the uh, Art Bell received two faxes from the individual, which John Teeter, um, claiming to have pertinent information of the nature of the time travel. You know all about that? Yes. Yes. Uh, it, it's, it, from what I understand is one of the things, one of the uh, uh, persons that think that this is more or less a hoax um, indicated that some of the things that Tito had alluded to in this time machine, uh, although he was very specific on the components necessary to make a time machine, um, he said that it was compact enough to fit in the trunk of a car. So they said, well, he got that from Back to the Future. And not necessarily. I mean, 
uh, we know now that in 1975, the computer that he was looking for was the size of a small desk, uh, which had no more computer capacity than your phone, you probably even less. So in 2034, I have to imagine that a computer processing system and a time machine probably wouldn't be much bigger than I hope in a briefcase or right. the size of a uh, size of a car. But he did list some specific components that were necessary for this uh, for this time machine to take place sure. to use. So, and then we'll go back to the first facts. Um, he detailed the discovery of the time travel. And it was involving I don't know if you heard the CERN of CERN C E R N. Mm -hmm. um, and CERN was involved uh, in 2034. CERN is the European at, at today is the European research organization that operates the largest largest particle physics lab in the world. Um, in this time, they're attempting to create the Big Bang Theory um, within a man-made structure, a 17-mile-long tube. It's a particle you know, accelerator. Mm -hmm. According to Stephen Hawking, the Hadron Collider, which is there, uh, can actually open up the gates of hell. <laughs> and Hawking was a big, of course, he's gone not with us either, but um, he was definitely not a, and I don't want to get off on a side tangent of this too much, but Hawking was, only because it relates to CERN, he did not want any of this to go forward because he said just opened up kind of a Pandora's box. And then, um, you know, so uh, go ahead with the, the time machine. We'll go to this. There's a second fact also. Well, you know, some of the things that really caught my attention, as I mentioned to you, was the story. But more or less, what was really interesting to me is that the 5100 computer, which is very unremarkable as far as I'm concerned, um, um, you can't find one anymore. And you can get the, the one preceding the 5100, whichever that model is, and the 5120 or 30 series, which is immediately after, but the actual 5100, ironically, is not available. I mean, in any of the spots that I've been looking for, it's, it's not... Uh, you trying to get one? Uh, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd like to see... Have you looked on Craigslist? I've looked. I've looked at uh, probably more than I should, but... Um, well, that's what we do. We <laughs> <laughs> look for it. stuff to buy. That's pretty much it. <laughs> but... Uh, um, and it, one of the things that also fascinated me is, you know, because of the stuff that people were trying to debunk him, he had some pretty legitimate answers. Like, for instance, why him? Why did he get chosen to go back in time, you know? Um, and it was because his, I guess his grandfather was an instrumental in developing that brought either the hardware or the software for the right. IBM 5100. Right. And um, so they chose him for whatever reason because he could interact with his, with his grandfather, which I think is totally fascinating. Would I like to go back oh, in sure. time to, to meet family members? Absolutely. Well, you know, I would. Cool. In fact, well, both of us would, I'm pretty sure. Heck yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then the fact that, you know, he actually looked up his family. And um, uh, and what was strange enough about all of this is that um, after his postings, you know, after his his predicted, predicting things that he that he thought would might happen, um, he disappeared. You know, and, it, uh, yeah. uh, and his family, I mean, his family... Um, when I understand, have said that, that this is a true story. That he yeah. showed up, he he spent time with them, you know. Um, and I don't I don't know of any reason they would make that up because they're not getting some big corporate sponsor that's going. I'll give you a million right. dollars if you tell us this story and can prove it. Why do you but, think uh, that he went more or less public with this uh, journey back in time? Well, Why? I think is is because of his predictions. I think it's that uh, he was uh, predicting a civil unrest. He was predicting a um, horrific third world war, uh, which you and I both know that everybody predicts the end of the earth. I mean, yeah. you, you can every day someone's going to predict the end of time. Sure. But um, some of the things he and, and people again debunk him by saying, well, none of this stuff came true. But he always prefaced it by the fact is that he was sent back in time, not necessarily solely for the 5100 computer components, but to prevent some of these things from happening. He was in fact a soldier, according to his yeah. story. And that he had a specific mission, and if if you had limited resources to send somebody back in time, and you wouldn't want to just send them back for one task, you'd want them to say, okay, once you achieve your major task, which is obtaining 5100, let's look at these other ones. What can we do to modify things? And I think he was compelled to tell people that would listen that, hey, there's some things coming out of the pipeline you need to prepare for. You may right. not be able to prevent. 
but you can definitely prepare for. But, um, but the, the sheer fact that he went public with this and mentioned these things could change the course of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, it, it all it all bases, I think, more or less. Do you believe in time travel? Uh, do you do you believe that time travel is possible? And uh, for me, I think it's more logical that we can have time travel versus aliens. Right. Um, I, you know, um, do I believe there's other life out there in the universe? Oh, absolutely. That's right. ridiculous to think not. But the vastness of space, even with advanced technology, it's so far away. I'm more inclined to believe that somebody shows up with a futuristic, futuristic machine sure. as a time traveler. I would believe that versus coming from, you know, the man from the moon. And um, they uh, talked. They actually talked. Um, Teeter talked about the time travel aspect. I mean, I, I watched a show on uh, YouTube the other day, and it was actually he thought that as there was a, as we moved on in time that we evolved and what is happening is that to your point the spaceships the saucers that we're seeing today and in all the way back to the 1700s where there were some reported sightings um i'm reading a book called ufos are real which is fascinating about a um a officer that was assigned to investigate this and, and uh, Project Saucer. So Teeter said that as we evolved, we turned into what we, oh, so the grays are basically us. They're humans. That's the, that's the philosophy. Well, that makes sense. They're, they're you know, they have fingers, they have toes. You know, I mean, they, you know, they, they look like yeah. us. Just eat. And we've evolved. I mean, if you believe in the evolution, I mean, we came from primal. Yeah. And, and developed into what we are today, if, if you believe that that theory. But um, I, I truly believe that time travel is possible. And I think that um, uh, Tudor is, is a good example uh, of that. Um, even he, though his... Tudor is... Excuse me. And then he, <laughs> yeah. well, well, we'll say John. Did, uh, we're on first did you say the, Did you see the South Park episode where the uh, time travelers all came off the, the uh, time machine and they were all like one color? I did not. They I were all beige. Oh, I did. There, there was no did, like black, white. I did. They all that. turned into. They all turned like what color? It's like I, did. I think they're trying to insinuate that you know, in the future, everything just mixed together like a bunch and, of crayons. And, you know, that, and that would be great. You know, we all come out salmon. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> all one color. <laughs> but uh, but getting back to to John, I think that um, uh, uh, I know a lot of efforts been made. I think you mentioned uh, when we talked earlier. That there was an attorney, was an attorney, that, an attorney yeah. was that uh, looked into. Although there was a an attorney, uh, and then someone with that had done work with IBM. IBM. But I have to ask this question to those that are listening, and, and of course to to sure. you, Doug. Um, why? I mean, yeah. um, you, you could say, well, he wanted attention. Well, you know, there's a. I mean, um, did he want to change the course of history? Yeah, though? I mean, it's, it's he knew it, there was nuclear there's war. nothing. There's nothing that he really did aside from telling a few stories and posting a few bulletin board, electronic bulletin boards, um, I mean, he really didn't do much of anything. I mean, even if he, if he showed up on your doorstep right now and said, hey, World War III is coming in two years, you know, what do you want to do about it? I mean, there's nothing you and I can do about it, you know. But um, um, but the fascination of, and, and the people that supposedly came in contact with him still swear today that it's true. And again, for what reason? Because they're going to be ridiculed more than they're going to be anointed, right? Right. They're going to be told you're a quack. Sure. So why would they do that? You know, and, and that's why I tend to believe that, uh, you know, aside from the fact that he had a time machine that could fit the size of a trunk of a car, well, that's subjective. You know, I mean, I don't know. Um, certainly, we can get into how he des how it was designed. But um, uh, I think that uh, uh, more or less, um, I, I truly believe this to, this to be true. I, I really do. I think that John Tudor is, is, uh, was a soldier. Um, he disappeared. Uh, nobody's ever heard. Uh, his family hasn't heard from him since. Um, there is a John Tudor <laughs> uh, as an adult right Tudor now. Choice, Tudor you know, so so we'll see. You know, I mean, time will tell. No pun intended. Well, t he, the other thing is he claimed. I mean, this is kind of off a little bit, but uh, we're going to go. We're going to go into the second fax that was sent to Art Bell in mm -hmm. a second. Um, Tudor also claimed that there was a brick wall existing in the timeline that no traveler. Could breach the year twenty five sixty four. I don't know if you really did. You 
And did you see anything on I that? I didn't see that. Is he talking about going forward or going backwards? Uh, forward in time. Yeah. Yeah. So the second fax, while less detailed, promised photographic evidence as well as scans of the computer's time machine operations manual. Uh, did we get the manual or did we just get the picture? I, I saw a picture. Did you I see saw a picture. picture of the time? I saw a picture of the time machine. I did. I, I don't have a copy of that with me, and it wouldn't matter anyway. But um, I did not see the components. I did see a list of components. Right. Um, that were um, goggly goop, as far as I'm concerned. Right. I don't know if any of the components are on privy to, or they've actually been invented, or sure in some vault locked away someplace. Um, well, the basics in the second facts, the basics for time travel started at CERN again in about a year and end in 2034. He's given his own timeline, mm -hmm. which was the first time machine built by General Electric, apparently. Um, says he didn't have pictures. And then um, on January 27, 2001, uh, the same user appeared on Art Bell's post, uh, the Coast to Coast um, mm -hmm. Uh, creating a new thread titled I am from 2036 and stating greetings I'm a time traveler from the year 2036 I'm on my way home after getting an IBM 5100 computer system from the year 1975 and there's that price tag there yes. 19 can you imagine 19,575 and um, like we discussed they have a more verse they were more versatile and powerful than advertised and they could upgrade it from their standard legacy mode um, this time machine is a stationary mass temporal displacement unit manufactured by GE. The unit is powered by two top spin dual positive singularities that produce a standard offset Tipler sin sinusoid. Sinusoid? Um, I will be happy to post pictures of the unit, which they were posted, but we couldn't recreate, I guess, yet until CERN goes forward in some manner. Um, uh, and again, in heaven. I mean, um, you know, the, the colliders, they, they have said that they're able to manipulate time right. uh, for small particles. So how far are we away from being able to put something as large as a human being through it? And would you be? And would you go, Doug? No. No? You wouldn't go back in time? You'll be lucky to get me to take the, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, COVID, <laughs> the COVID shot. I don't even want to try. So I don't think I'm going to go. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go back. There it is. We have a yeah. picture of it. Yeah. It looks like a. A large toolbox. I don't know. I don't know what the dimensions are. With some uh, safety tape and very, you know, looks pretty uncomplicated. I don't know what any of that is. Um, well, I think I think that's one of the, the off-putting things of the you know, the debunkers. Like, well, you know, how can you have a time machine that isn't the size of you know your house? And right. I think that um, I think we get wrapped up in Hollywood where you look at. Uh, I think the Terminator, you know, they had to yeah. huge machines and you had to be naked. And, you yeah. know, nothing, nothing other than organic could go back through time. Um, but in reality, um, again, you look at your phone and what's the components in your phone. And we went to the moon with less than that. Oh, yeah, we did. So, um, um, so I think that uh, I believe, I totally believe that uh, Tudor was, was the man. I think he was a soldier from the future. And... Who knows? He might have prevented some things from happening. We certainly have civil unrest now with the election. And, sure. Uh, I don't know. And, and uh, do, do I think there's going to be a world war? Well, you know, I hate to be a doomsday guy, but I have to say there's more likely than not. Yeah. Oh, I would have you to know, agree. Uh, more and we'll go through some of his predictions. Yeah. I've got to. Yeah. Uh, we'll go through some of his predictions and how well, how um, accurate or how far they missed the mark. Um, in March 24, 2001, he shared his final message. I will be leaving this world line shortly, and this will be my final post. He wrote, true to his world, word, he never posted again. To this day, no one knows John Tudor's true identity, his true name, his appearance, his location. All of it, all of it remains is a mystery, although, Kevin, you're saying that he was John Tudor, and I should. How old would he have been? Did we figure out how old he was? How old he was? How old was he in his timeline? I thought... Well, I don't know about his age. Um, How when I, was he born? I should say. So he was either five or six when he interacted with his family. So if we can do the math, so he must have been in his fifties, I guess. Uh, in his time, in his. What, what, okay, I'd have to go to where. Because you said he was twenty thirty four. Twenty thirty four. But that was his. That was when he, he was an adult. 
Right. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so, um, and he interacted with his family in the year 2000. So he should have been going, so he, okay, so technically he would be in, let's say he was 30 in 34. Would that make, that might make sense. Yeah. yeah. Or 35 and 34. Yeah. That's a soldier. Yeah. So he sh we should be able to look him up at peoplelooker.com. I actually have a, I have a subscription to that. Okay. Maybe we should look him up to see if I can find him. Um, you know, and uh, see if uh, there there is now there is a John Tudor the second. Um, I saw on YouTube, but oh. I, I didn't um, I didn't know how that I don't know how there could be a second if we're not twenty thirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't I really yes. wasn't clear as to how um, that, but. If he was an actual time traveler, as he claimed, the version of John Tudor no longer exists in the world line. So that's not necessarily true, you think. I mean, he should exist in People Looker, let's say, theoretically. He should unless, have been he a change, real unless he changes his name. I mean, it's my, it, it, the only information I have is that the, yeah. the Tudors are, uh, are a family um, and that they people know who they are, his family. They, the people that were trying to debunk his whole right. Story, they they were able to track down his family. And, sure. and it, if they're they're playing along, I mean, and again, why? I mean, why? Well, why was he? And you know how people are. How would how is it that it never? He was here. I don't know exactly what the time was. He or a couple. Of, I don't know exactly how long he was back. I we nobody knows going that. I mean, from he here to there. And I, there's a, to get the computer there's, in seventy five. There's and he a, came back with his family. And yeah, and then he, so he's going here and he's so going there, and nobody while he was in their presence. Went to anybody, any third party, went, we got a time traveler in our house. And you know how it is now. Yeah. Nothing secret. Nothing. Yeah, but I mean, I, again, I have to say, you know, and you and I are, are probably in the minority, but if I had a relative show up and say uh, that he's from the future, of course. Oh, I wouldn't say the first. Well, the first thing I do is, you know, make sure that he's got a, you know. He doesn't have a screen. <laughs> <laughs> you know. What are you trying but, to say? Uh, um, you know, but, uh, and then the next thing it would be like, well, can you give me the lottery numbers for next week? You know? <laughs> yeah. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Who's going to win the 2021 uh, but, uh, Super Bowl? But if, um, you know, but again, like we talked about earlier in, in the podcast, if we had a family member from the future show up and say, Hey, I'm your, you know, or from the past, right. uh, I'm your long lost, whatever, you know, you'd be like fascinated. Yeah. And uh, would you ask for a DNA check? Well, sure. I mean, you know, let's make this legit. Would I go to the media and say, hey, you know, my, my brother Doug just showed up, man. He's from the year 2034. No. No, no because then I'm cuckoo too, you know. And he probably, in, in, in my opinion, and of course I haven't read anything about this, but in my opinion, he probably would have told him, please don't, you know, don't tell anybody. Right. But um, so that, that begs the question, well, then why did he reach out to Art Bell? You know, yeah. why did he post stuff on it? Why? Yeah, that's, you know, that was that's kind of so, the thing so. that struck me when you brought this to me, you know, when I said, you know, Kevin's my brother. I said, do you have anything? UFO? <laughs> no, but I got this John Teeter story. And I'm like, who the hell? <laughs> and I, and I'll tell you what, I'm, of the weird, I know a lot of weird. And I didn't ever, and I really appreciate you bringing this story because I, like you, I am embracing it. As, but I'm unlike you. I think aliens and UFOs are as much a possibility as. But I think you have kind of as a side note. I think you, uh, in my own personal opinion, UFOs are what I just discussed. Mm -hmm. They're us. Yes, they are from another planet. They're they're coming back um, in their SUV flying mm -hmm. saucer. Sure. And they're on vacation. And you know why haven't we found one? Well, we have, and we're. One of the future episodes we're going to be bringing about is, you know, the Joe Rogan and the Bob Lazar. Did you see happen to see that uh, interview? You should check it. If you don't believe in UFOs, Bob Lazar was at Area 51 in an area called S4, and he was doing reverse engineering, and he said they had, he states, four UFOs in, uh, in the other side of the mountain opens up, and they've got this hangar in there, and he's got four UFOs. And, he would, and it goes into great detail, and again, we'll discuss in more detail in a later episode. Um, but the long and the short of it, I mean, he was involved. There are some great stories about oh, absolutely. how, and you have, and anybody out there, India, watch YouTube, Bob Lazar and Joe Rogan. Um, but yeah, I, but I think they're us, basically. Um, 
if he is a hoax and the individual in an individual playing a character, that person has yet to officially come forward to reveal the truth and evidence. So we don't, you know, we're where we, but like you, you know. So uh, the first thing he predicted was a devastating nuclear war, um, and he a war in. Um, 2015 that killed nearly 3 billion people. Um, doesn't look like we experienced that. You know, according to the history, uh, Teeter began his journey in 2036. He'd grown up in Florida and experienced both a domestic conflict in the form of a civil war. There is a civil war in the U.S. that starts in 2005, he wrote, followed by a worldwide nuclear war in 2015, which obviously didn't come to pass because we're still sitting here. Or at least we may have happened in a minute. And that's another thing. <laughs> is it, this is another thing about, is it interdimensional? Is is it another reality? Can it, you know what I mean? Well, I think, I think Doug, I think what, what we have to look at and keep an open mind about is that we keep forgetting that he was a soldier. And I don't, I believe that um, if he was going to come back in time, he wasn't coming back blindly. They, they sent him back in time with an agenda. They also sent him back in time with information that would be believable to those that are in charge of right. all this stuff. So um, if he was, I'm sure he didn't walk into IBM and say, hey, can I buy one of those 5100s and here's some money from the future? Yeah. No, I'm, I, I'm, willing to I'm willing to believe, in, in my theory, is that he came forward and talked to people that are in the know, that are in a position to make decisions and told them the situation, and just like your your theory about the aliens. I mean, yeah. they, they're, they're from a future time or another a plane of existence. But he came back in time and went and got this computer and told them the things that were going to come to pass. And uh, again, if I was in a position of authority and he was legitimate and they said, you've got to, you're going down a path that's going to lead us to 3 billion people getting killed, wouldn't you do the best you can to change that? Yeah. I mean, we've been on the edge. Now, look, at we if you look back over the last 10 or 15 years, we've been on the edge of a lot of conflicts. Right. You know, and, and, and those are just the ones that we're told about. You know, if you want to sure. talk about conspiracies, we know that there's a level of government that's beyond the government that we have now that does shit on the side. And Oh, yeah. And, and again, that's a topic for another conversation. But I believe that he came back with an agenda, with a mission. I believe that, uh, and he's, he predicted things that, might come to pass. He didn't say, um, that's one of the things that people, and again, whoever wrote this article that you were referring to, that you were quoting, um, it's my understanding from what I've read is that he said, these are the things that could come to pass if we don't change certain things. Right. Um, did he come in and say that the Cubs are going to win next year's World Series? I don't know. I don't know that. But um, um, certainly you would be tasked to ask him a question well, what's going to happen tomorrow so that I know that you really are from the future? Right. But how much information would you go back from the future right. if they said, you know, Doug, we're going to take you, send you back to the year 2000. Right. This is your mission. Are you going to remember who won the, the World Series in, in 2020? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you will. I don't know, yeah. but I'm not. You know, I don't remember who won the Super Bowl in 2019 or 2018. Yeah, it's, it's so, interesting. Uh, were the lottery numbers from those sure. at that time. We watched a series because we're big TV people, my wife and I, and it was about a guy that would go back in time. He changed all. He would. He prevented. The, and I won't. I, I won't say the name of the. It was a miniseries. I won't mm -hmm. say. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But he uh, prevented uh, JFK from getting assassinated. He accomplished that, which we're cheering. Oh my God, yeah. that's great! Goes back to his current. Back to his current time. Yeah. It's apocalyptic oh, yeah. hell. Yeah. Yeah. So the smallest. Who knows? the smallest thing that could have been changed. Knew maybe, as I mentioned that, maybe he got into, maybe Kennedy had to be assassinated in order, you know, for this theory, and conspiracy theory, actually. Not even. Um, so, you know, certain, you know, I, it could be a very small thing that needed to happen to prevent this war. Well, I think that, you know, if, 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 again, if, if Tudor was sent back, to uh, with a soldier with a mission, it had to be bigger than just picking up a computer. It had to be more to it than that, and I, I believe it to be true. And it's just like if you uh, were sent back in time to the year, you know, 1885, with, with what you have in your pocket right now, with your phone, 
with the ability to make fire out of a lighter, I mean, you'd be considered a god for Christ's yeah. sakes, you know. So um, I, I think that uh, uh, when he came back, he had a mission. I think he, he interacted with people in, in the know. Um, he, there had to be a reason that he was allowed to go see his family. I don't think he did that on, on the fly. I think that was more or less a reward to him, like, hey, if you can accomplish your missions, um, you know, you know, do something for yourself. Sure. Um, would I, if I was sent back to 1962 and, and I was at... Uh, the grassy knoll, you know, what could I do to prevent Kennedy from being assassinated? Yeah. Would I want to be a part of to watch that? Well, I guess that's kind of grotesque, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's, you know what's going to happen. It, it, it's sad, but you know what's going to happen. But can you change it? No, if I ran up there, well, what would I do, you know? But, and nobody would believe me anyway. Hey, the president can't go to this corner because things are already set in motion yeah. for the man to be so killed then, anyway. True to the, not a Disney movie, but true to the movie, you yeah. you can't convince anyone. No. But no. now, no. you're going to, you got to fight. Possible. No. Where is he shooting for the books? No. Depos depository building? Yeah. Is he is someone else shooting for the grassy knoll? You know, well, who, really who would listen? I mean, the, the thing, and again, we're getting off on a tangent here, but the thing about the Kennedy assassination, any other conspiracy, there's so many things in play that just telling one person that this is going to happen tomorrow is not going to do it. There's so many things in play. Um, um, uh, and the same thing with, with, again, going back to John. Coming back in time, I think that uh, he, his mission was the computer. His mission was to let them know of things that were going to come to, to pass sure. in a few years. He had he had legitimate information that we weren't privy to that they would make him believable. And um, um, uh, again, the people that have been supposedly investigated this and tried to debunk it, yeah. uh, they they've supposedly narrowed it down to be an attorney and and some computer whiz guy, but. But again, I'm going to say the same thing I started the podcast with. Why? I mean, um, um, it would, I guess you could sit back and laugh and say, hey, everybody, some people, believe, you know, this guy named Kevin believes it and maybe Doug believes it. But, you know, is it, I don't, I don't understand what it would well, like. It's like anything believe. else we yeah. believe in. It's, yeah. it's just, it's more of an interesting concept, yeah, if nothing else. And he went on after the nuclear war. Prediction. He it goes on to say the effects of these conflicts were disastrous, and much of Teeter's story involved his contempt of the people of our time period. His dystopian future, he thought, could have been avoided. Now, as we approach 2020, we're in 2020, actually. Is there a scenario where Teeter's future can still come to pass, despite being off by several years, like, like we just discussed? Well, I think I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in inevitability. I mean... Um, that old theory where, you know, I go back in time to prevent the Kennedy assassination, but the next day he falls and breaks his neck and you know, yeah. so it'll pop on the floor. I mean, um, yeah. some people believe in that. Um, did you ever read Bray Bradbury, The Sound of Thunder? I did not. Ray, I did not did you read Bray Bradbury? Yeah. Some of it was a short, short story. Short stories, yeah. And it also was a pretty terrible movie. Um, and um, I'll ruin it for everybody by stating that they would go back, there was a group that goes back in time, more time travel. And they go back in the, you know, what Plesozoic era or, mm -hmm. you know, Jurassic, I should probably say, era, and they shoot a T-Rex. And so it's, it's a hunting trip, basically, for the elite, and okay. costs millions of dollars, probably. And they say, never leave the path. So they have this path that kind of floats over. They go, you can't disturb anything, you know? So, of course, they had to have a guy that freaked out and jumped off and ran because the T-Rex came or whatever happened. And uh, he looks at his, he, uh, you know, so they, of course, ran back into their, um, into their time travel vehicle. And they got back to where the, the year that they came from. And all of the letters were backwards. Oh. And, you know, and all the words were jumbled. They were the same words and you could read them, but they were completely jacked up. And then he looks at his boot and there's a butterfly on the bottom of his boot oh. that he had stepped on. So it takes very little. So when Teeter goes back, the mere fact that he arrived and brought this to light to Art Bell might have been enough to avoid the prediction. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's the question that lingers due to his claim that time travel's experience a roughly two point. This is interesting. Um, I don't know if you caught this on 
your research, roughly 2.5% divergence in timelines while traveling. So I don't know if that means the linear time, you know, I don't know what they're really referring to. Well, well, I think what, what, what some people are theorized that there's um, um, rivers of time, there are rivers, yeah. and um, if, if I change um, something that's in play today, it's going to affect something tomorrow. Right. So just like but, we talked so about, do we, have, do, we yeah. do we have this timeline, that timeline? I don't know if I necessarily believe that. Um, um, I more or less don't really think that anything other than the fact that um, if he was a soldier, he had to be disciplined. Um, for instance, if he came back in time and met a girl and made a baby, I mean that would be kind of weird, you know, it'd be kind yeah. of a situation. So. I would think that if I was going to send a soldier back in time, it would it would be like the, the scenario you said in the movie: stay on your path, you know, yeah. don't affect anything else. I think that he went and, and uh, is they wanted to prevent. I mean, I certainly would go back in time to prevent a war of killing 15 billion people. Of course, I would. I would do whatever I could, and I would bring something with me that would be able to show that I'm telling the gosh darn truth. Right. Um, obviously, me walking into the White House, going, "Hey, I know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'd be escorted out in a hurry." So there had to be something in play, something that only he would know and his superiors told him that would get him in the front door. Sure. Um, it's like we, we talked about, you know, Area 51. Do I believe that they have control of items from the future or from another species? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. That, without a doubt. You look at the jumps in technology. I mean, you go from um, the Apollo spacecraft, which had no memory in the computers at all, and a very short time later, you know, we're dealing with computers, and then everything starts jumping exponentially. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, and um, uh, what, what do they say now? Every, every year we double memory capacity? Yeah, it's computers. incredible. It's just, you know, it's just phenomenal. So, um, but the long and short of it is people believe Nostradamus. I mean, look at Nostradamus. I mean, his, you know, his quatrains were um, predicting things in the future that you could twist. For instance, um, he predicted Hitler, but he called it Hisler, H-I-Z-L-E-R. Yeah. That was his theory. Um, was he off by a few years? Absolutely. Was he? Was it? Was it coincidental that the name was close? Yeah. Um, what did he foresee? It's pretty, things pretty darn close. Yeah, but he, did he foresee things? I mean, things were off. Uh, he also predicted a world war. I mean, he predicted the big fiery and the and the and the two neighboring. Uh, what do you call them? The the twin great cities would would and then people said, well, that was predicting the the uh, the twin towers. Right. Um, Could be. But you know, so maybe he was a time traveler, right. you know? I mean, there's so many things that you could say. I think, getting back to John, I think that uh, he had a mission, he carried out his mission, I believe it to be true, and to this day, and um, um, I think there's more evidence for it than against. Or it, did Teeter, like it finishes up here, yeah. did Teeter change our world line simply by being there? I think that he, as I said earlier in the pod, in the podcast, I believe that he was able to interact with people that could make decisions, and I believe that although he may not have been able to change it forever, I think that he changed, he altered what's going to happen in the in the very close future. Um, um, do I think that they, if they've sent one person back, the question is, would they send another person back? Right. Well, um, if the more people you send back, the more possibility you are that you're going to change the future. That old theory: if I if I kill my grandfather. Will I exist? Right. So you know, if I That's go back right. in time, you know, the final countdown. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> One of my favorite so, movies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and and that's a good analogy. I mean, what would you have done if you were on the carrier? You know, uh, in, in nineteen, you know. Oh, oh, would you? Would you? Would you? Yeah, they said they're going to do it again. You know, and, uh, <laughs> and, and would I, you stick your F-15s in there? And well, just wipe you know, them I have all to out. go with Kirk Douglas' character. I'd have to stay. You know, I'm here now. You know. Yeah. And. Um, uh, you know, but the point is, is that it, it's good conjecture. What would I do if I did that? I mean, I'm going to show up. I'm going to annihilate their fleet because you can annihilate well, their fleet. The new and, then, and then what the heck did you guys come from? You know, and it, they would all be hush hush. You know, they wouldn't tell the people that. They would just say that you know they attacked him and were able to destroy yeah. him. But again, the, the, but here's the thing: they hadn't attacked Pearl Harbor yet, so you couldn't initiate the attack, right? Right. They had to wait for them to attack. So the, the attack was going to happen. Well, no they knew what. they were on their way, and they knew it was going to happen. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, Charlie Sheen and everyone figured yeah. it out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was going yeah. on. Next one's the Iraq War. Yeah. 
And this is from Art Bell's uh, second, the pessim, looks like the second post to Art Bell in February 2001. None of the things I've said will be a surprise. Uh, they were set in motion 10, 20, even 30 years ago. I'm assuming he's talking about his timeline. Mm -hmm. Are you really surprised to find out that Iraq has nukes now or that it's just BS to whip everyone up into accepting their next war? Well, we know for a fact they have nukes. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, absolutely. It's not even that's Yeah. Not even uh, well, I will say that, that was a comment by Peter. About, I guess they haven't made a nuke yet, but they have the capacity to. Sure, do. but at the time he said there was a comment of yeah. Teeter that was an event that did come to pass that at the time we didn't really know. So yeah. um, Teeter arrived in the time and on our timeline, or otherwise began posting in November 2000 and left or stopped posting in March 2001. Remember, this was before 9/11, and the United States did not invade Iraq until 2003. The prelude to the invasion involved many public hearings on the possible presence of weapons of mass destruction, with Congress passing the Iraq Resolution in October of 2002. Debates raged at the time and still to this day regarding the evidence of WMDs in Iraq. What's curious is that Teeter would make such comments well before the public eye turned again toward Iraq and the possibility of another war. The fact that he also mentioned the exact context of the war has perplexed many who have researched the John Teeter story. Teeter's also made statements like, as far as war goes, I have faith you are quite capable of starting one all by yourself, and in the grand scheme of things, the war in the Middle East is part of what is to come, not the cause, always implying that a long drawn out battle was on the horizon. It's certainly possible that these statements were simply the result of foresight or good political guesses, like we discussed, especially mm -hmm. since the United States had already been involved with Iraq during the Gulf War. Even so, this is perhaps one of Teeter's most compelling statements about our then future before it happened. The next one, the future of the Olympics. Um, as a result of many conflicts and then as a result of many conflicts, there were no official Olympics after 2004. However, it appears they may be revived in 2040. Um, there's a case of Teeter's prediction that didn't come to pass, but perhaps almost did from a certain point of view. While the 2008 Olympics were held in Beijing, China, they didn't occur without a hitch. And these are things I didn't really wasn't aware of or just came to pass. Yeah, that's interesting. During the lead up to the Olympics, Tibetan, Tibetan protests spread throughout the Chinese provinces with calls for independence and the return of the Dalai Lama, as well as a number of boycotts. Many wonder if this would interfere with the Olympics, though they did continue forward. Of course, Teeter didn't mention the 2008 Olympics specifically. He stated in no uncertain terms that after 2004, no Olympics took place at all due to the civil and world wars. Here in our timeline, London hosted the Olympics in 2012 and Rio in 2016, sounding soundly, blowing a hole in this particular statement. Tokyo, Japan will host in 2020, which actually it didn't. Didn't take place. No. You know, which is interesting. But but again, we go back to what we talked about earlier, and that is is that did he set something in motion that prevented these things from happening? For instance, um, there's a lot of theorists who believe that if there was a third world, it would start in the Middle East, and the main thing was over oil. Right. So if he was able to tell the people in the influences um, and tell them, because we know that the Iraqi invasion was a, a lot of malarkey, but it was all for oil. And I think that, um, and we would fight over war. I mean, Japan fighting us and attacking Pearl Harbor was over oil. We, we started to stop sending them oil or didn't want to sell them oil anymore. So do I believe that there's a possibility that... Uh, Again, Tudor was able to interact with someone and tell them, hey, you're going to have a conflict in the Middle East. It's going to lead to the throw of world war because somebody in the Middle East, well, we know Pakistan has nukes because we gave sure. them to them. But yep. if they, you know, they, they could acquire some and just launch one missile. I mean, it would start a chain reaction. That, uh, And I think that there's a good possibility that he told them this is what's going to come to pass. I can't answer anything about the Olympics except that he ties that in that do we have a third world war that they're going to go away? Well, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Of course they're going to go away because everything else is going to go away. Yeah, sure. But um, do I think that he prevented something like that happening? Absolutely. Um, 
you could look at, again, we go back to Nostradamus, you look at some of his predictions, a lot more are not right than are right. Yes. Okay, so, Absolutely. so um, again, with... It's like throwing shit against the wall, so it's, it's going to stick. stick. And I yeah. think that with Teeter, I think one of the things that's important to understand, and I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to stick on this, is I think he prevented things from happening. Sure. Um, could he give me the lottery numbers for tomorrow? No, he can't. We keep asking. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. I, and certainly, if he comes knocking on my door, I'll certainly let him stay. But uh, if he has those numbers, but, um, uh, and again, if you went back in time, you'd want to prevent that 15 billion piece person war. Um, uh, but again, why have they sent anybody else back? Well, I think that the more people you send back, the more possibility of damaging the timeline. And I think you can't take that risk. Also in the second post to Art Bell, his little quote here, you mean other than the mad cow pandemic, the breakthroughs in high energy physics and the unknown functions of the 5100. This quote by Keter was loaded with allusions to our politic potential future and discoveries that would soon be really revealed. Um, I don't know if they ever got into the hidden. Well, um, again, I, and I started when I started the podcast. You can't find a 5100. I mean, uh, and again, I I don't have a lot of people in the computer know, but any of the secondhand. How many of those were made? Do you know? I, I don't have a clue how many were made, but you I, would think I'm that things now. If you go on, if you go on eBay, for instance, the one before and the one after, you can get whatever you want for for you know fifty cents, twenty five cents. Yeah. I mean, oh, it costs more to ship it. The hot commodity. Yeah, yeah. but the fifty one hundred, you cannot. The closest thing I found to it is a keyboard. Yeah, you know, you, other than that, you cannot. So why can't you? It's got to be a warehouse full of these things. You know, somewhere. Well, I mean, maybe it's interesting. You know, I, that, that's one question I'd have to ask. Where's the 5100s at? Yeah. Um, also on that, I've uh, Teeter mentioned the hidden function functionality within the computer that really did turn out to exist. Mm -hmm. The functionality was likely unknown to the average consumer like we talked about before yes. at the time of his posting. So it's curious that he would have known such a detail himself. Meanwhile, we've yet to encounter the mad cow pandemic, though it should be noted that new studies have shown some possible connections or similarities between Alzheimer's and prion diseases, such as mad cow disease, which are infectious. Um, well, I, I do believe that England had an outbreak of mad cow flu for a minute. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. So, um, um, I mean, if, 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 if the media industry had an outbreak of something that significant, I think they would keep it to themselves. They would stop sending meat, but there was a period of time where England was not dealing with meat. I, I, I can't remember what year it was, but... I know it was of concern. Yeah, yeah it, was it was definitely concerned because remember they are talking about you need to cook your hamburger X amount of time. and I'd be and, screwed because uh, I love mine the, rare. And the fast food restaurants were changed their requirements where they had to... Cook them yeah. for a certain length of time. You, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. Not, you know. Um, Teeter's comments about breakthroughs in high energy physics almost certainly point towards CERN, which we discussed earlier, who in 2013 announced the discovery of the Higgs bison. And yet, Teeter also claimed that CERN would soon discover the means of time travel. But now we're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, you know, Japan's got that new collider now that they said they're able to make a black hole. Yeah, which well, there's many, you know, what's come up is there's many black holes, and then what happens is they're developing and they're yeah. shutting so quickly yeah. that they can't do anything with them, thankfully. Thankfully, probably. thankfully. Well, yeah. they say what they're trying to do is they're trying to recreate what happened in the Big Bang Theory. Yes. And that is, do we really want that? No. You know, do we really need to know what happened? We, we okay, we, what, why? Yeah, that, that's you know, that's I mean, I'm sure they would give you know, scientists would give, but they've done all kinds of insidious things. But wouldn't it be more logical that not necessarily my research is trying to determine whether or not we can make a black hole versus can we make a hole in time? True. You know, the, I mean, the fabric. Yeah, because yeah. if I if I posted on the internet that I'm making a, a collider to to uh, introduce a time machine. People will be all over that, but if it's a black hole, what's the first thing you think? I don't want to be anywhere near that thing. 
No, you get sucked <laughs> in, never so, uh, and get killed. Uh, so I think that, that might be the groundwork for developing some type of time, time travel. Yep. Um, again, it, I don't know if it was this particular collider, but there was one that was able to either suspend time or reverse time with some type of, um, not the atom, but one of the smaller particles um, of the atom. We're able to suspend it in time or reverse it in time. No, there so, also there's conspiracy theories again, once again, that when they're operating these colliders, that things supernatural things are happening, weird things are coming out of I don't doubt of it. this thing that we really don't want around. I don't doubt, I don't doubt it. You I think that that gives demons and things the like theories that. Theories of, uh, of different uh, dimensions, uh, different um, universes. Um, you yeah. can believe that there's a universe that you know is close to ours. So a lot of theories out there, but. Uh, Long and short of it is, I, I believe Tudor was, was really here. So an overheating spy plane was his next, uh, and here we are. This looks like the, that's not the Challenger. Um, he asks, care to share me how you solved the overheating problem on your space plane? This was such an odd thing that Tudor would say, what space plane was he referring to and what problem? Many, many believe his comment here was an allusion to the Columbia Space yes. Shuttle of two, disaster of 2003. Where were you when that happened, Kevin? I was living in Alameda when that happened, and uh, I was getting up to go to work that particular morning and, uh, and listen to the, um, I was actually I had it on TV while I was getting ready for work, and uh, before they even announced it, somebody, they cut to somebody in Texas that was showing these pictures that looked like a shooting yeah. star. And I, and I knew exactly, I mean. Well, it was really early in the morning. Yeah, it was, it was, light, it was daylight. It's just getting daylight. Well, it was between six and six thirty my yeah. that local time. And it was. And uh, and I looked and I knew exactly what had happened. Did you go outside and look in the sky? No, 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 no. Because these people were taking pictures in Texas. It was uh, here. Yeah. I was in Canada. Oh, oh, I was really? up on the foothills. Yeah. I saw it on the news. Oh, I walked shit. out and I saw this. Oh. It was didn't wow. piece. It was just streaks of. Yeah, I couldn't see pieces of no, anything, no, no, no. but it was like, um, you know. Jet aircraft, um, can't oh, contrail. Pieces, yeah. It looked like oh, con okay, okay. a bunch of contrails. Oh, yeah, and I'm like, holy yeah, crap, that's yeah, it. Yeah. And I felt, and I just had that, oh, my stomach yeah. just, uh, just horrific. You heard about the, about a year later, a guy walked through a field, came across a black box. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. He kind of stumbled over it and looked down. He, he didn't know what it was, but he picked it up. He, he knew it had some significance and called the sheriff. Yeah. And it was the black box. It was, it was still intact. Like the one you're bringing up. Like the one I'm supposed to be bringing to you. Yeah. yeah. There might be something. I, I think your wife. Some aliens on there. I think your wife threw it away. <laughs> no, she couldn't lift it. Those <laughs> things are heavy. It's about seventy pounds. Can I get man. my computer hooked up to that thing? Yeah. Is it, yeah, does yeah, it have a computer connection on it? It has some type of weird connector on it. I bet you we could find it though. You know, we, that'd be something. Our radio into. shacks are out of business. Let's give John a call. Maybe he can find something. Yeah. Uh, many believe his comment here about the uh, space plane overheating was the Columbia Space Shuttle disaster, which occurred after priests of foam struck the shuttle's left wing during takeoff. Upon reentry, superheated air breached the damaged wing, leading the disintegration of the shuttle. NASA's space shuttle program had been shuttered for almost 10 years now, so perhaps it's not unusual for a teeter to refer to it as a space plane. From his point of view, the project the program um, would have perhaps been a forgotten footnote in history, something he didn't remember much about. Well, you know, they did, its official title was STS, which is Space Transportation System. And um, um, I mean, it's such a, a minor blip if you look at history. It's like, uh, you know, um, some of the planes in World War II, which were significant at the time, you can't even remember them now. So, yeah. It's too bad because, yeah. you know, December 7th, I remember on December 7th, I've got a group that, of close friends that, you know, we text, you know, and on December 7th, I was watching, you know, TV in the, you know, that morning. Of course, it's every COVID statistic you can on the planet, and uh, which rightfully so, we need to know those things too, but nothing about December, you know, nothing about Pearl Harbor. And I said, you know, growing up, that was the news, baby, December yeah. 7th, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, that was the news now. It's, um, you know, probably because we have so many other things to think about. But it was, uh, it was, it was just kind of weird because it, um, so we move on to Russia and China. Russia on the post-Tudor belt 
Russia and China have always been a very strange relationship. Even the news I see now indicates that the continued weapons deals to allies, border clashes, and overpopulation will lead to hostilities. The West will become very unstable, which gives China the confidence to expand. This, and then moving away from the post, this was always a tricky one. Russia played a major role in Teeter's story. It was his claim. Of course, that would be something I would, if I need to make something up, that probably involve Russia, because back in the day, Red's going to be the yeah. Reds, yeah. right? It's yeah. Gonna be, it's got to be them. It was his claim that the war of 2015 would predominantly involve a nuclear exchange between the U.S. and Russia. How, how many times did you have to hide under your desk growing up? Oh, when yeah. The, oh, yeah. When the, duck and uh, cover. Duck and cover. <laughs> the turtle, you know, with, the, turtle because, with the helmet on. Because <laughs> the Red Scourge is a bomb us. <laughs> to Teeter's comment about the West becoming unstable in 2012, um, I alluded to the stock market crash in 2008. Fresh in my mind, however, it's likely the stability Teeter was referring to had more to do with his timelines, wars, and not the economy. Today, things are quite a bit different than they were eight years ago. Many could perhaps argue that the political situations involving both Russia and China have taken some, let's say, unexpected turns. In 2000-2001, Teeter also mentioned that China was close to putting a man in the orbit I thought China, and as, as I reviewed this, I thought China already put a man. They did. They don't have a. Yeah. Uh, maybe they did then, but back in. Yeah, they had. They hadn't really had good luck with whatever they were doing. Yeah. Um, they might have put a man in orbit before that, but they bring them successfully home probably was. Yeah, this actually happened in, in October of two thousand three, um, and now they're gearing up to. Uh, to launch their own Mars Explorer rover, and, and actually they did launch their Mars Explorer rover, and it's uh, actually brought you know they brought the rocks back. Did you see that? I didn't see that. I didn't see they that. brought some rocks back. But you know, people. So when people are talking about the possibility of a war with Russia, what they don't understand is that we have some mutual pacts with a lot of countries that require us to intervene. Uh, do I think that Russia is going to launch against us physically? No. Do I believe that? Um, for instance, you know, Taiwan is in play right now. If we, we could wake up tomorrow morning and China is in Taiwan and we have an agreement to protect them. So what do you do? I mean, I mean, you, you look at China, they have so many people, they don't need a nuclear bomb. They just throw people at you, man. I mean, I, I know that's not a, a polite thing to say, but it just sends yeah. a million people at you, you know? So yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. So you launch a nuke. And, and then once you launch a nuke at China, they're in cahoots with Russia. So there's your war. You know, so um, uh, in, in the news recently, uh, uh, just a couple of days ago, China supposedly hacking into our computer systems. Sure. You know, so there's your war right there. Yeah. You know, um, uh, supposedly influencing this election, which is causing civil unrest. It's my understanding, again, getting off on a tangent, but it's my understanding that uh, there's still some questions about the validity of this political. Uh, sure. Right. And we'll wrap this up by, um, let me see, what is he saying? Civil, I think you just... Civil unrest. Growing civil yeah. unrest. Yep. They will be the ones arresting and holding people without due process. Which is, which is, that is true. And Teeter made many comments regarding civil unrest, reaching a boiling point in his timeline 2005, which a little later, but still, I think it goes on. Civil unrest is... Even in the 70s, you know, we had a lot sure. of civil unrest. Without getting too political, it's easy to see how certain events and political conflicts in recent years in multiple countries could give way to Teeter's comments, though obviously the dates are far off. So, Kevin, that's our John Teeter. So, after this uh, conversation, what do you think? I think I think he's... I, I, I want to believe. Just like I want to believe with UFOs, want to believe with aliens. This is why we do the podcast. There's a lot of crossover. Sure. In, 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 this is our, you know, this is our, um, this will be our sixth episode. And every episode, it's has something to do with one or the other. And it's almost like they tie, they can tie together. It's interesting to bring out to the people. And, uh, and uh, again, I'll, I'll, I'll thank India. You've done, thank you, Kevin, of course, for coming sure, in, absolutely. but also India, you know, for, you know, the, the province or the upstates, actually. 
and uh, keep listening, India, and uh, reach out to us at alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Send me a note. Let me know your thoughts. Well, also, uh, I appreciate you having me on. Um, reach out to your listeners that if anyone comes across a 5100 computer, IBM 5100, yes. we are definitely certainly interested. Yeah, we in will. I'll go in halves. Yeah. Definitely you know, we're definitely go good in the studio yeah. here. You know? yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Great. And you can also reach us at Alien Probe Pod at Instagram and at Facebook, Alien Probe Podcast. Thanks for listening. This is Doug and Kevin. We'll talk to you next time. See you next time.